0: Oakland A's baseball is just an hour away.
1: Here's the pitch and Brown five ball deep center field. Tavares back. He'll turn and watch that one fly off the back wall. The pitch fastball strike three called
2: high octane at 95. A half a dozen K's for Caprillion through
0: four. It's time to take you inside the clubhouse with the A's Total Access pregame show presented by Chevron.
1: Swing on a fly ball right field and deep and Hagerty's going back. At the track, you will turn and watch it fly. And Laureato goes the other way with a three-run home run.
0: Follow the A's 24-7 on A's Cast, your home for nonstop A's baseball. A's Total Access with Chris Townsend starts now.
3: Well, it's hard not to be excited as the next two days, you're gonna see two of the greatest pitchers of their generations. As obviously, Max Scherzer tomorrow is gonna be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. And the guy going today, I don't know how many people have been more dominant than Jacob DeGrom. You can make a case that someday he'll be in Cooperstown. And that's one of the cool things about interleague play. A's, Mets, game two coming your way. 107 first pitch. Vince Catronio joins us. Vince, our first look and Jacob DeGrom's first ever look at the Oakland Athletics.
2: It's going to be something to behold, I think, Tony. This guy is... He's just a special talent when he's healthy, and that's been the issue. He has not been able to stay on the field consistently the past couple of years with a with a flexor tendon issue and then a shoulder this year, which sidelined him until August. But you think about Scherzer and DeGrom going to the postseason for the Mets, and you think about great twosomes that led their teams, so Schilling and, and Johnson come to mind most recently. Then you have certainly had uh, the guys with a combination of Smoltz, Glavin, and, uh, and Maddox with Atlanta Braves, and you go back in before that, we got Koufax and Drysdale. These guys are that, that kind of special. They can actually carry this team pretty deep into October. Uh, he's got electric stuff, throws 100 miles an hour, everything, glove side primarily, even to the right-handers, stays away, wipes them out with a slider, stays inside on lefties. He's walked four guys, Townie, four guys in 54 innings. He struck out 86. I guess if you're going to get him, you've got to get him early, and we'll see if the A's are able to do that, have that kind of aggressive approach, which has worked a couple of times against Luis Castillo, who is not in the same category as Jacob DeGrom, but he's pretty good. And the A's have had a lot of experience here lately, seeing some very good pitching, and it doesn't stop today and certainly doesn't stop tomorrow.
3: You know what's hilarious? You just said Luis Castillo's name, and it popped up on my phone just right now. They put it out there. He just got a five-year extension with the Mariners. Wow, look at the power that you have. (laughs) <laughs>
2: well it's interesting when I mean, the Mariners are really going for it. you know they signed Julio Rodriguez to a lifetime contract and he's out of the lineup right now Suarez out of the lineup they're up by four because of the tiebreaker on Baltimore and look it's not over yet Tony that's the great thing about the last two weeks there have been collapses in the past though not necessarily rooting for that but it's a possibility it's something that the Mariners have got to guard against
3: great stuff enjoy the call and I'll talk to you after the game
2: All right Tony. talk to you later.
3: Vince Catronia, we got Waldachuk, we got DeGrom, but coming up next, our national baseball columnist from The Athletic, Eno Saris, will join us right here on A's Total Access, brought to you by Chevron.
0: Here are some easy tips to get the most out of a time of use rate plan. Number one, during peak times, get your dishes loaded and your clothes ready to wash or dry. Then wait until off peak times to press the start button. Number two, run your AC during off-peak hours, then nudge it up to 78 degrees when peak hours begin. Number three, one of the easiest ways to conserve energy is by turning off appliances, televisions, and lights. To see more easy tips, visit pge.com touinfo.
4: Now batting, Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything, so you can do anything. Supercharge your home with incredibly fast and powerful supersonic Wi-Fi. With three times more bandwidth, it covers all the bases and then some. And strike out billions of threats with advanced security that helps keep you safe at home and on the go. If you're keeping score, that's internet that does it all. That's unbeatable internet from Xfinity, proud partner of the Oakland Athletics. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas.
5: At Boot Barn, we believe that the cowboy boot is an American icon. Today's boots are not only rooted in history, but are enhanced with modern technology features for the working cowboy. Ariat boots are built with advanced technology that provides the comfort and support of a high-performance athletic shoe, yet still has the functionality and durability of the iconic cowboy boot. And at Boot Barn, we carry over a quarter of a million pairs of Ariat boots nationwide. Ariat at Boot Barn. This is A's Total Access.
0: The Eno Saras Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com.
3: Eno Saras joins us every single week on A's Cast Live. National baseball columnist for The Athletic, and we are talking about the MVP race in the American League, Judge versus Otani.
6: Funny is we've seen that uh, play out with Mike Trout and Willie Mays, where they had amazing seasons after their first initial, uh, you know, a couple amazing seasons, and lost the MVP to people that maybe weren't even as good. Because people were like, yeah, yeah, I know, Willie Mays, he's really good. But this guy's the MVP this year, all right? We saw Willie Mays. He did that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you yeah. Know? We saw Mike Trout. Yeah, yeah, Mike Trout is really good. He's probably the best player in baseball. But this year, the MVP goes to this guy. <laughs> and I wonder, and I don't know how to do this.
3: I, I don't even know if you will. But if we take pro Otani people, I would like to see what their record was in the past on pitchers being up for MVP. Because there's a lot of people that think, pitchers should never sorry Dennis Eckersley that that pitcher should never be the MVP and if you were on that side kind of hard for you now to be on this side to say well Otani should be because he also pitches but wait a minute you said in the past that Because a lot of, I would say 80%, there's a lot of people in this game who do not think pitchers should be up for the MVP.
6: Yeah, and my retort to that normally is, uh, you know, if you look at how many batters a starting pitcher affects, like how many plate appearances he affects over the course of the season, it is about the same as a hitter. However, uh, that doesn't, he doesn't have the same amount of fielding. Uh, you know, as a as a as a as a position player, and there is a difference between posting up every day and doing it every five days. There just is a difference. If you get four days off, it's a lot easier to be good on the fifth day. You know what I mean? Yeah,
3: I I use I I say this and it's keep it simple, right? Do you realize how many hundreds of innings Otani doesn't play? <laughs> and when you say that to people, they go, "Huh, I never thought of it that way." And that's the problem with being a DH, is. If a game, our game's three hours and seven minutes. Your at-bats are probably less than seven minutes. So, the other three hours of the game, you're not even a part of it. And that's the problem when you don't play defense. And the thing about Otani is he could. He's such a great athlete. He really could. It would be so interesting to see him play. I don't know. We're worried about his arm and play first. I I would love fatigue, a vote.
6: T- fatigue is how injuries happen, though. And you just, you'd think this guy would fatigue so fast. But he's so fast. I think, you know, at, at least early on, he could be a center fielder. I mean, I think he's that good. I mean, oh, you just no think doubt. About how fast he is. Yeah.
3: He, he is, he's long. He's tall. He, he's he, I mean, he's he's a great athlete. Yeah, he's an unbelievable yeah. athlete. Uh, you've written a piece on rule changes. The rule changes. Enjoy your shifting now, baby, because it's out of here. Mm-hmm. You love shifting? See ya. It's out of here. You got a few more games. But you did the rules you don't think it's going to change as much as well, we think it is? The- you know, I think
6: on a player-to-player level, we won't see that much change. I looked at it and I said, like Matt Olson, for example, is—he's uh, a guy who hits it up the middle where the shortstop's not going to be anymore, right? The up the middle on the first base side. Uh, and so that's worth maybe eight more hits to him uh, given you know uh, what he what, what his tendencies were this year uh, and what he could do next year so uh, that's worth eight hits he also hits a lot to where the second baseman is and that could be worth another three to four hits so for Matt Olson you're talking about 10 hits which is not even 10 points of batting average right so I think on a player to player level it's not going to mean that much however if you add up 3 to 5 to 10 hits per player. It's a lot uh, it's gonna of a lot, hits. It's going to be a lot of hits for the game. That's a lot of balls in play. Which is what we wanted. But um, I was also surprised when I went on to pitcher pace uh, that I found that um, even though we've s- shown in the past that slower pitchers throw harder um, and that it makes sense in your head to say, it's like weightlifting. If I wait longer between reps, I can, I can do bigger weight. You know, I can throw harder um that's true however i looked at pitchers that had changed pace from year to year and there was no change in their fastball velo so i don't think that we'll see fastball velo go down for most of these pitchers they may be uncomfortable there may be a a, a ramification for the running game because there's rules about how many times you can throw over to first and there's going to be it's going to change the way the game looks and i like you know i like it you know, the faster games. I've, I've enjoyed those at, at San Jose. But uh, in terms of reducing velo, I'm not sure it'll do that.
3: We're just going to have to wait and see on that.
6: Very much so. I'll give you a case in point the other night. What, what's the
3: Giants closer's name? Camilo Duvall. Duvall. Watching the game, they had a rain delay. He is slow, I think. Right? It's Monday Night Football. It's after Monday Night Football. It's the second game Monday Night Football. I can't remember. What was the Monday Night Football game's it was the Bills and... Bills, Titans, and Vikings, Eagles. Vikings, Eagles. So, it's after that game. We're watching the Giants game. We're at our favorite uh, rookies, Sports Lodge in San Jose. And he comes on. It's been a rain delay game. No one in the stands. Two, two teams stink. Yeah. They stink. And,
6: and he's walking around the mound.
3: And I'm like, and there's no sound, right? Because it's now in the football post game, and I'm watching it, and I'm saying to the guys, watch. This guy is clearly... Taking over 30 seconds,
6: <laughs> he was getting
3: the ball, rubbing the ball up, walking around, getting on the mound. He'd spit, look towards the dugout, looking around, and it's got to be after 20 seconds. Then getting in it, it was. It's like, bro, Throw hurry! The the, I mean, <laughs> he was in no. And that end of the game, Giants would end up. Giants would tie it. I do not remember that, but all I remember is watch that going. He's the problem. Mm-hmm. He's the exact end of the game, two teams, doesn't matter anymore, and nobody then, in the stands, and he's taking nearly 40 seconds. The
6: slowest, the slowest pitchers are relievers. It will matter the most to relievers, um, and it will be interesting. I, I think that one thing that, that, does, that does suck the life out of a game is pitching changes and then relievers coming in being slow. It really does because that's supposed to be the most exciting part of the game. To hear the entire interview, go to athletics.com
3: slash A's cast. Up next, Jessica Kleinschmidt will join us right here on A's Total Access, brought to you by Chevron.
7: Here comes the pitch. Johnson's dialing in with Ring Central. Smart move. Ring Central lets you call,
2: meet, and message all from the same app.
7: Johnson is really stepping up this quarter. She moves to share her screen,
2: and the client loves the presentation.
7: An excellent play by Johnson with the assist from Ring Central.
2: With Ring Central, you can talk to anyone, anytime, all from the same app.
0: Ring Central, simpler communications.
7: I did a site visit, and the space is absolutely incredible.
0: Estee's Reiki Clinic is opening another studio across town. But there's a lot to wrap up. But we staffing an entire office staff requires staff more staff than staff just deep breathing. And at least four new practitioners. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
3: That's right, Ace Total Access brought to you by Chevron, and Jessica Kleinschmidt joins us, and I've just sent a text out to the Mets going, when Jessica Kleinschmidt wants to talk to Buck Showalter, (laughs) get his behind out of the office, because I don't know what these guys do all. They act like they're busy. Mets aren't taking BP. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, is he getting dinner reservations for tonight? I mean, what you, you're right up at the lineup card. What, up, what the hell else are you doing today?
8: Yeah, I will say it was kind of a mishap on my part. I'm used to our manager being available in the dugout, and when they're here, they actually are inside. So I missed him a little bit. I did get to bump into him, so I'm going to hopefully have him on the show tomorrow. Um, but he's actually one of my favorite interviews ever. He always has a good story. I remember I once actually talked to him about the time where he intentionally walked Barry Bonds, and that was a cool story. Um, so that guy is really in- interesting and um, sometimes if you notice him wearing a jacket and it's not cold outside It's because he very much hates the uniform that he's wearing so when he was with the Diamondbacks He hated wearing a certain uniform and he'd wear a jacket in Arizona So he's prideful. He's a really good interview though So hopefully I can get him tomorrow and he's very he loves the the women in Oakland big Janie McCauley and Susan Slusser fans so it was a little bit of a mishap on my part, and he was kind of busy with a bunch of other things, but hopefully we get him on tomorrow.
3: So if he's wearing a jacket like today.
8: Yes, he's probably not into the uniform.
3: Are they wearing their standard road grays?
8: I'm not. It looks like they are, yeah. Yep.
3: That's interesting. So we can start a controversy. Buck Showalter doesn't like the traditional Mets uniform.
8: Um, I did get to bump into Mark Canna yesterday yeah, before um he got a little lost as they usually do. I joked with him saying, You know, are you lost, sir? You need a credential? And he said that he was a little worried about how the New York media was going to embrace him, but it hasn't been as bad as he anticipated. Um, and if you listen to my interview yesterday with uh, Deisha from Fox Sports, she even said having a guy like Chris Bassett on the team is breaking out people like Max Scherzer out of their shell and Max Scherzer isn't necessarily a a mean guy by any means but he's very robotic and laser focused and you have a guy like Chris Bassett who's very laid back and authentic and bringing out guys in that mentality is really cool so you have those personalities and she mentioned Mark Canna is definitely like that as well to even out the Max Scherzer's of the world it's really cool to see the New York Mets opening up a little bit with their personalities a lot more I don't think I've ever seen Max Scherzer smile until this season, really. And I saw him just shooting the crap with Chris Bassett one day, and it's good to see those additions over there. I know they're very, very happy with those two.
3: Yeah, Mark Hanna has gotten a chance, really, in New York to kind of let his hair down and to show personality. And, you know, we did the interview yesterday with him for uh, AceCast and for the pregame show, and he just talked about being able to really – Embrace that personality and let it out for the first time amongst the mass audience. Cause he does have a great personality. Just a lot of people didn't know it. And it was really that Saturday game of the week against the Padres where Tatis Jr. And Canna were Mark were miked up that he was saying funny stuff. And by and people like God, that guy for the A's pretty funny. So it's been a lot of fun to watch Mark Canna kind of blossom and uh, we're rooting for these guys. No question about it. Uh, on a personal note for you, calling triple a games this year yeah you're one of how many female voices in triple a
8: i was one of four this season to call a triple a game which i guess i don't really pay attention to the numbers because when yeah how do you know that um it was actually emma tiedemann who's one of the first female triple a broadcasters who does play-by-play she did the math and she tracked it down did all of that um, and so she was paying attention plus I, I just know her on a personal level and Jill Guerin, who became the first female radio broadcast for the Diamondbacks recently yeah. she was part of that she's and I was with the Diamondbacks organization when I did it as well so her and I are part of that crew this season and you just kinda keep track of all of that and she's very much in the now and the no and I can tell you what it's different it's just like a different vibe because MLB is really cool it has it provides you with a lot of resources so you can succeed on the broadcasting side whether that's lineups or you have the interviews and there's so much resource so much research done and resources out there interviews and all of that these triple a guys and younger you have to kind of go out there and seek that information yourself and a lot of these guys are unknown because of the fact that they're not in the in the bigs yet they're not getting a lot of media coverage and so you have to do all of that i've had to see some of these lineups be traded in the middle of games because there was an error in the situation that happened, whether it was an intern that did it or just a transactional situation that came through, like Colin Wiles, and um, a lot of shifts in that have occurred and all of that. So it's definitely cool to see the grind that it, that takes place. And you know, I got to watch Jordan Diaz before he got up here and A lot of guys that I think are are very exciting in the, the future. And even the eight, the Diamondbacks organization looks really good. So they tracked it down for me. And I just think it's a really cool opportunity because, you know, these opportunities weren't available for women 10 years ago. So I think it's really awesome.
3: And the fact that it's becoming, I wouldn't say more of the norm, but it's happening much more is, and just not in our sport, really in all the sports, women in broadcasting, and just not sideline work for football, actually doing the play-by-play is happening far more uh, in, in all sports.
8: Yeah, and, you know, even the analyst position where people want to, they value your opinion, it can, that that can be scary. I do not have the same resume as the Dallas Bradens of the world as far as playing, but I bring value to a certain aspect. And even this job, you know, a lot of people – want to remind themselves they deserve to be there and women we have to work a little bit harder and you know we have amazing people like you townie who remind us we deserve to be here
3: dallas braden well he had one day what's he got over you (laughs) he has one day
8: yeah you're right but unfortunately that's how people look at it but i didn't get those opportunities i played baseball up until i possibly could and then i switched to softball yeah but i also know that i share a press box with guys that have the exact same baseball resume as i do and they're doing the exact same job and at the end of the day, I love what I do, and I think it's cool. And to be one of a few is something I've always wanted
1: to do.
3: Well, as a father of two girls, keep doing what you're doing because everything you're doing now is paving the way for that next generation, and that next generation pays for the next generation. So everything that you do will just keep on growing. The as we like to say, the toothpaste is out of the is is out of the tube, and you people, can't put it put can't put it back. People say that. Yeah, you never heard that one? No. Can't put the toothpaste back. I have so a weird,
8: like, picture in my head now.
3: It means that it's never going to go back the way it used to be. It's yeah. always going to be changing, and that's true. a really good thing.
8: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
3: tomorrow, hopefully Buck Showalter. Hopefully
8: I get Buck Showalter. If
3: not, I will see you tomorrow.
8: Sounds great, Tony.
3: And we have Ed Sprague joining Vince Catronio next. Around the Miners here on A's Total Access brought to you by Chevron.
5: You're
2: listening to the A's Total Access Show. On the Saturday prior to Game 2 between the A's and the Mets, our Round the Minors segment, our last report card with Ed Sprague, the A's Director of Player Development. And Ed, I want to start with the fact that there have been 62 players on the Major League level, 33 of them have been rookies, which has forced a lot of transitions between all the different teams in the A's organization. How do you think that has gone, and what has it been like seeing guys getting opportunities here on the big league level for the first time?
9: Well, yeah, obviously it's been great to see guys get a chance to uh, get up there and make their debut, and, uh, you know, on on the backside of that, you've seen guys that, you know, have moved to different levels to challenge themselves, uh, you know, even some of the lower levels. So, all it's been good, and, uh, you know, it's been a busy, busy year with all the moves made, but it's, it's been fun to watch.
2: Tyler Soderstrom is 20 years of age, and he's jumped three levels. A ball, double A, now finishing the year. With the Aviators, uh, the numbers are really impressive with you know the 28 home runs. I think he's still in 99 RBIs, closing in on 100. What have you seen when he's gone from one, especially from A-ball to double-A, where, as you know, uh, much more experience, uh, more quality pitching that he was seeing, and a chance to make those adjustments? What did you see from Tyler?
9: Yeah, let's start, first start with going to Lansing. You know? I mean, he went to Lansing and really struggled. Like he hit a 156. and in uh in april and of course the weather was i don't think they played one game over 50 degrees for that first month and uh, he didn't do anything and he was really struggling so for him to come out of that and, and end up hitting 20 homers and in, in lansing before moving in early august to double a and handled his way there and uh and now actually just homered last night i think for his 29th homer and 101st rbi on the season so it's been it's been fun to watch his um Defensively, you know, he had to sit out a little bit with a banged-up thumb when he was in Lansing, um, and was able to get some more reps at first, and we kind of cut back, you know, one day of catching a week, and so, but really out of that, has really he's really improved defensively at catcher, uh, and and he's really improved defensively at first base too. So as much growth, you know, we always do the bat was was special, and he certainly had a great year, but we've been really really happy with his strides defensively at first and third. I mean, and catcher.
2: How important was it for any young player, but especially one that's so highly touted, to experience and get through some failure like he did?
9: Probably the most important thing. You know, I mean, he was there was a time where I think he didn't really want to catch. He, he wanted to just play first and maybe play the outfield. and You know, but a lot of it was predicated on the weather and the bat and, you know, pitchers bouncing balls in the dirt. And, you know, it's a tough job, grind back then. But, uh, but, yeah, I think it's important that you can go through those things and come out on the other side of it. Uh, it's going to be better for you in the long run because at some point you're always going to struggle, right? Nobody nobody throws
7: through the
9: minor leagues without struggling, gets to the big leagues, and I mean, maybe they maybe they do get through the minor leagues without struggling. Then at some point you're going to struggle in the big leagues. You have to know how to handle that.
2: Shea Langoliers was just named the A's uh, minor league player of the year by Baseball America today. He's in the big leagues now. He had a monster year at, at AAA Las Vegas. He was highly touted. Certainly the A's gave up a lot with Matt Olson to get somebody like Langoliers back. What impressed you about the way that he was able to handle the catching down there at AAA? The bat certainly was impressive. And as he's learning here on the major league level.
9: Yeah, I mean, the good thing about him is that, you know, he's he's a catcher first mentality. He really cares about his pitcher and doing a good job behind the plate. Of course, you guys have seen he catches well, he throws well. And then the year he had this year is kind of an extension of the year he had last year. He really came on with the bat and has and hit really well. But, you know, as much as his hitting is good, I mean, he's still – hard defensive-minded, and I think that's really important.
2: When the A's made all the deals uh, during spring training, Ed, uh, so many arms came back. Ryan Cusick, Joey Estes, uh, uh, Gunnar Hoagland came back as well, JT Ginn, and they all had varying levels of, of pitching, and also some of them had to deal with either coming back from injury or or fighting through injury. You've got some uh, heading toward the, the fall league this year. They didn't get a lot of vettings during the regular season, but still when you look at that Crop of arms. What what are you seeing there as they try to get through the rest of the calendar year and prepare for twenty three?
9: Yeah, the hard part was you know for us is getting them so late and trying to get to know them and understand their routines and what they did differently with other organizations. Uh, and then of course they had some setbacks. You know, Hogan was still in rehab and then got out, had a setback, and uh, again had a little bit of a setback. He came with a, a little bit of a lat injury, rehab that, and then had a little bit of a uh bicep issue and then you know kusik had an issue but they all got back out pitching at the end of the year you know the hoagland and they're down here right now up and uh for the fall league so you know we're excited to get them back on the mound and healthy and, and getting into the off season, so they're ready to rock and roll for next year
2: you were ready to challenge zach Gilloff, the kid you drafted out of the university of virginia not too long ago and he's played a double a fought through a shoulder issue and now he's at triple a as well at the end of their season Uh, second base and third base how do you see that playing out for Zach and and most importantly what have you seen in the growth of him as a player
9: yeah you know he we knew he could hit right I mean he he proved that last year and he's not scared he's very athletic Um, and so you know we took the advantage of that athleticism to try him at second I think he played one game in the outfield he kind of transitioned to probably playing more second than third and, and maybe that's where he ends up but you know the he came back from the shoulder injury and, and was still got off a little bit of a slow start when he came back from that, but was still able to hit. And uh, his timing on defense was a little bit off, but he's he's kind of starting to come into his own again. And uh, he really had a good second half coming back from from the injury. So uh, he's a great kid. He works hard. He's a gamer. Like I said, he's had he's had a lot of success in the short time with us.
2: There's a lot of other names that that I would love to get to, but from a standpoint of Mason Miller, Hogan Harris, Luis. Uh, Medina, who came over from the Yankees, and the two starters we're seeing now in the big leagues with J.P. Sears and Ken Waldachuk and some of the other position players uh, that have gotten opportunities or are growing in the system. What, to you, uh, is the thing that that you take away the most on the positive side from the growth of the A's system and trying to find players that can get up here and not just get to the big leagues, but perform at the level that that the A's are certainly accustomed to? Yeah, you know,
9: if you look at our record through the minor leagues, it was obviously not very good, but it was there was a lot of, you know, guys had great years, you know, Shea and Tyler and Zach, and, and then you have these glimpses of, you know, seeing these new pitchers. Uh, you know, we just saw Medina pitch down here the other day and he was a little erratic when he was in Midland. Uh, but the other day he was absolutely dominant, you know, up to a hundred. Uh, and, you know, Miller got out there and he had success in AAA at a great first out. And he's up to a hundred. So these guys are starting to kind of come into their own and, you know, they just need to get a little bit more body of work under their belt. And, and I think that they're, you know, they're going to be ready when, whenever they get
2: called upon. Always appreciate the time, Ed. Uh, congratulations on the season. A lot of movement, a lot of guys making progress, and that's been fun to watch take place. Look forward to seeing you during the fall league or certainly see you when spring training rolls around next year. Thanks so much for doing this.
9: Hey, right, man, Sounds good.
2: Ed Sprague joining us, the A's Director of Player Development in our Around the minor segment. Stay tuned. More of A's Total Access with Chris Townsend after this.
6: be with no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band.
0: Next up for lead guitar. You're in.
6: Cool. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply.
5: See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and member FDIC.
1: Now here's the O2 pitch. Waved it and Cole Irvin strikes out the side.
0: A's Cast is your 24-7 destination for A's baseball. Visit Athletics.com slash A's Cast for on-demand and live coverage of the Oakland A's. Now back to A's Total Access with Chris Townsend. Presented by Chevron.
3: Time now for the stat of the day brought to you by Mechanics Bank. How about Jacob DeGrom? He's got a Major League Baseball record, 40 straight starts with three earned runs or less. But he's only gone into the seventh inning and pitched seven. Well, he's only pitched seven innings twice this year out of his nine starts. One of the reasons why, in the sixth inning, he has a 9.45 ERA. So get him to be a five and dive, if not six, the max then get into the bullpen today. That will be key. Time now for the injury report brought to you by Kaiser Permanente. Kaiser Permanente, remind you to stay safe, stay healthy, and stay positive. Visit kp.org today. I don't have injury report for you today. What I do have is Mark Kotze on Eric Chavez getting his green jacket as an A's Hall of Famer yesterday.
7: Yeah, no, I told him yesterday when I got the chance to speak with him uh, how proud I, I am of him. You know, it's funny because I was always of the mindset that I was probably going to coach and maybe manage. For Eric, he was of the mindset like, I'm not going to play, I'm not going to be around baseball another day, and here he <laughs> is as a hitting coach, which is ultimately the hardest job in, <laughs> on the staff, and he talked about that yesterday, but yeah, very, very proud moment, you know, to see a, a teammate of mine that I played with here be recognized for his accomplishments and and be put where he belongs in this Oakland Athletic Hall of Fame.
3: And the reaction from the Mets players, Buck Showalter, the Mets staff, it was really cool as he walked over to the Mets dugout. Obviously their coach, part of that, what they're doing there in New York, it it was a really special tribute. You know, not as good if he would have been here, but obviously he couldn't have been here for that day, so Uh, This was definitely something that was really cool and really special. Great job by the A's organization. Tyler Sear next right here. A's Total Access brought to you by Chevron.
2: Hey Ace fans, check out Long Port Fish Company, an exciting new chef-driven seafood restaurant located in the Veranda Shopping Center in Concord. Longport features the highest quality lobsters, oysters, king salmon, flavorful chipino and much, much more. It features a full bar of craft cocktails, local brews, and a curated wine list. Longport Fish Company is for all occasions, too. Date night, business meetings, catching an A's game at the bar, or bringing the whole family. Check us out at longportfc.com on Yelp and on all social media. This is A's Total Access.
3: A's pitcher, Tyler Sears, stopped by A's Cast Live yesterday, and we talked about him being from Fremont.
10: Yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, So whenever you say stuff like that, it really hits home. And then also, uh, not only, you know, being able to represent Fremont on this side of the bay, on the East Bay, is even more spectacular. I think right now, currently, uh, we have seven or eight guys on the active roster on MLB teams that are from Fremont. So, and they're all around my age. Which you guys is, all played against each we other, We all right? played against e- each other or played with each other. Uh, it's a testament to, to not only, you know, us, but also the people who are around us as young people and to show that the community lifted us up and, and we're able to play solid baseball throughout. So, it's awesome.
3: So, for you right now, what is it like down this stretch Because you're getting a chance, and you're going to get more chances to pitch some big innings.
10: Yeah, it's awesome. I think in this game the biggest thing is opportunity. Yeah. Um, And right now it seems like I'm getting an opportunity to showcase what I have. Um, And I wish I would have had this opportunity years ago, but sometimes it doesn't work out like that. And you just have to continue your process, stick to what you know you're good at. And it's awesome now to see some of those benefits in front of me. Um, And if anything, it makes you more hungry. It makes you want to take care of your body more. Uh, turn over every little stone that you may have not turned over. And and it's even more prideful wearing Oakland across my chest. So I'm just super grateful for the opportunity, like you said. I'm going to continue to put pressure on uh, the front office here to continue to give me opportunities, and that's all I could ask for.
3: Yeah, force your way. I love it. And Mm -hmm. what you just said is something I've been saying, not only on this show but on the postgame show. As I said, I think it's key to bring guys up to give them the nibble of the carrot, to know what it's like to be on the jet, to be in the hotels, to understand the big league lifestyle. So this offseason, it's just not physically working for it. It's mentally working for it because now you know what it's like to be at the top.
10: 100%. Like you said, you get a taste of it, you want more. Yeah. Um, And right now I'm getting a taste of it, and I think it just makes me more hungry. Like you said, going into the offseason, it's hard for me to unwind. I always want to play baseball. I want to keep playing baseball for another three more months. So this offseason, getting a taste of this and getting in a good routine, I could kind of take notes and learn and ask questions that I may not be able to ask if I was, you know, in in Vegas or wherever, right? So it's super valuable being here. Uh, I want to be a fly on the wall, and I want to absorb as much information as I can. It doesn't matter if you're 21 or 29, you're still going to go through the same growing pains. I think now that I'm 29 years old, I'm a little more mature, and I could soak in more and filter out some things that I may not have been able to do when I was a younger man.
3: What happened in Philly? It's like you made your debut and then it was over. What happened?
10: Yeah, uh, I was just as shocked as everyone, to be honest. Um, I thought I was throwing the ball really well for them in AAA. Um, I think at the time it came down to the bullpen being extremely strapped and having no length. Um, And then on top of it, they need to win now. Uh, I don't. I think that team hasn't made the playoffs since 2002, maybe. Uh, it's been a while. So I think at that time they needed length in the bullpen, and uh, unfortunately I was an odd man out. Um, and it's, it's so weird to say this, but thankfully I was an odd man out. I'm home, yeah. uh, and and I get an opportunity here, and um, I think everything happens for a reason. And um, I'm almost. I'm like I said. I'm glad that it happened. Uh, 'Cause I was shocked, I was taken back, I didn't know how to respond. Um, and then when you get the phone call saying that you got claimed by the A's, it just full full circle. Um, and it made me wanna made me wanna focus on more, right, and, and work harder and, and establish myself and get an opportunity versus just getting there. Getting there was the hardest part, right? Now it's all about staying there and making sure that the stuff that you have plays at the big league level.
3: So you pitched for Vegas, you pitched in Sacramento too, right? Yeah. All right, so I try and tell people, because we look at these numbers, and I got to do a minor league report every day during the actual broadcast. No one's that good hitting and no one's that bad pitching. I mean, it's just like it's like it's hard for us to look at because some hitters look like they're the greatest hitters you've ever seen. We always joke Fran Reardon has the best offense of all time. How tough is it? You're pitching in dry air. You're pitching in elevation. It's like the worst-case scenario almost everywhere you go.
10: Yeah, so for people at home that don't really know exactly what that means, um, essentially when we're at sea level, when we throw the baseball, it gets more creative with the spin of the ball. And through space, a.k.a. when you let go of the ball, it's able to move and create bigger movement profiles, right, on your pitches. When you go to altitude, the air is thinner. So at that point, when you release the ball, the movement profile profiles are going to be less, which then creates less distance when you want to create movement um on top of that on the flip side when you hit a ball it goes farther because the air is thinner
3: yeah if you ever played golf in tahoe or reno you know You know ball flies. yes
10: that's why i get a little lower scores when i'm at altitude um so that's the best way to explain it and um when it comes to trying to break it down and process things i think it's more so looking at the overall body of work right okay are you getting ahead and are you finishing guys I think if you could get ahead in the PCL, you're going to have some success. Yeah, numbers are going to be inflated, um, but when you get ahead and then you finish, guys, you're going to have success. The biggest thing is not to get deterred by the ball flying out of the park due to certain elements. Um, And also don't change yourself because when you're at altitude, you're still the same pitcher. When you're at sea level, your stuff's going to play just as fine. So I always try to tell guys ground balls don't go out you know, and I always had that mentality when I pitched in the PCL, ground balls don't go out. So if I could get them to hit the ball on the ground, we're in a good spot.
3: To hear the entire interview, go to athletics.com slash cast. Coming up next, the pitching coach for your Oakland Athletics with Vince Catronio. Next, Scott Emerson will join us. A's Total Access brought to you by Chevron.
2: When Northern California businesses need some pop in their lineup, they call the bank rooted in the East Bay.
0: Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were laying on the horn while driving, let me say it again. Are you a race car driver? Because if you are, you're in the wrong car and you took a wrong turn off the track a while ago. And all those cars you're trying to pass all save money with Progressive Snapshot, while you probably don't. So who's really winning? <laughs> and if you did hear it the first time, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Oh, oh,
1: oh, O'Reilly.
5: Trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your car. Like five quarts of Mobile One Full Synthetic, now just $33.95, plus earn double O rewards points. Extend the life of your vehicle, improve performance, and protect your engine against sludge and wear with Mobile one full synthetic at O'Reilly Auto Parts at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh,
9: oh, oh, O'Reilly
10: Auto Parts. to the Energy Savings Event at Lowe's. Save energy and save money on select major appliances, including Whirlpool Energy Efficient Appliances. You can also use less water
4: with WaterSense bathroom faucets, starting at just $19.98. Plus, find other great
10: energy-saving items throughout the store and check your eligibility for rebates in your area to save even more. Don't miss the Energy Savings Event at Lowe's. Selection varies by location. Exclusions apply. Visit Lowe's.com for details. Ballot through 928.
2: You're listening to the A's Total Access Show. Middle game of the series, the A's and the Mets. And we visit with pitching coach Scott Emerson. And Scott, when we watched Chris Bassett pitch last night, we see close to what is a, a finished product, which we know there is a process. And you're dealing with that right now with so many young pitchers. Can you explain what you saw in Chris over the years and the things that you're trying to see step by step with the arms you have now?
11: Well, you know, the one thing with Chris is that command. You know, uh, he he took it up. Uh, an extra notch the last couple of years in the bullpen and you just saw much better results in the game You know, he's a true professional understanding, you know where to go when to go where and how to pitch and and he's put it all together and he's, he's uh, making the most of it and and uh, you know he pitched a good game against us last night, and like you said, that's the one thing we're trying to accomplish with our guys. You know, it took a long time for Chris, in my opinion. You know, it's it's not just a you know a quick fix with guys. If this is Major League Baseball, guys have to get out there, understand, breathe. Kind of start learning a little bit about what they have to do before the questions start coming. You know, most of the guys that come up from the minor leagues have had successful minor league careers. So the first thing you want to do is let them go out and and pitch and breathe a little bit before you really dig in and assess. And and we're getting to the point where we can start really digging in on guys and assessing them.
2: Even somebody like Cole Irvin, who's had back-to-back strong years in terms of taking the baseball, a lot of innings, you. That's going to happen again this year. Where do you see him in that process?
11: Well, same thing. Cole's a great student of the game. Takes a lot of pride in what he does. Uh, you know, he's got uh, a lot of the intangibles you're looking for. Commands the baseball. read swings very well. Uh, plays his miss to the best of his ability. So, you know, I mean, those are those are two guys that are very comparable in, in the facet of being pitchers. And, uh, you know, when our guys understand that, you know, this game's all about how you execute your pitches when you throw your certain pitches at any given time in the count can you execute those pitches and that's what chris does and 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 cole's uh learning to do that you know each and every outing
2: and now you've got ken Waldachuk pitching today who's very much in the infancy of being in the big leagues he's made four starts he's had some moments for you his last outing the first two innings went well then Next thing you know, he's out of the game in the third. What kind of a lesson is learned there in a tough situation like that where it literally is every pitch, every batter, every out that hopefully you, you look up and suddenly you've gone. Six innings, which is something he's aspiring to do.
11: Yeah, it's funny, uh, uh, you know, we're bringing up Bassett and Waldichuk in the same sentence because a lot of people have texted me and say, "Hey, uh, Waldichuk uh, reminds me of a left-handed bat, you know, Bassett. They kind of have similar type uh, deliveries uh, at a young stage. So, you know, I, I think uh, Ken's just got to go out there and learn to command the strike zone. Uh, he's got good stuff." Uh, He's got a good fastball. He's got a really good changeup. He's got a a late breaking slider and a a curveball that he can throw at the bottom of the zone. You know, those are pitch independently. Now it's being able to, you know, tie it all into how you use it in a game, uh, when you're going to use each pitch. And uh, hopefully, you know, we get him on that learning curve sooner rather than later.
2: We've mentioned this before, but again, you've gone through so many closers and what a safety net that Domingo Acevedo has become for your bullpen. He's gotten four saves now in a situation where he was a setup guy, maybe even at the beginning of the year, you weren't sure if he could handle leverage situations and how far he has come. What kind of a smile to your face does that bring when you bring up the name Domingo Acevedo?
11: You know, good things happen to good people and persistence to purpose leads to success. And that's one thing Domingo does, you know, he's got an outstanding routine. He's bought into the routine. He works on his mechanics. Uh, We know he doesn't have, you know, the greatest, what what the industry would say, the greatest mechanics, works for him you know his hand stays behind the ball he stays in the lane as long as possible he works both sides of the plate he, he can pitch backwards uh, and he works hard that that's a big thing for me and, and he's been a joy to have
4: that's the
2: ace pitching coach scott emerson townie now back to you we got game two of the
3: three game set between the athletics and the mets gonna be a good one wall chuck against jacob Degrom. hey he's one of the best that we've ever seen And it's all coming up next right here at the Coliseum. Enjoy this on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network, and I'll talk to you after the ball game.
5: You and Buddy are enjoying your walk when?
4: (laughs) Yeah. I smell that, too. (laughs) I know, don't blame it on the dog. I hear that hissing, too. Maybe it's a
5: cat. No, dude. A sulfur-like odor and hissing can be signs of a natural gas leak. Natural gas lines can be buried anywhere. If you suspect a leak, leave immediately and call 911 and Southwest Gas. Thanks, deep voice narrator. You're welcome, dude. You too, buddy. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors.
4: If you have a small business, Staples has your sign. Banners for my bakery? Staples has your sign.
8: Oh, posters for my new pet store.
4: Floor decals for a pharmacy. Every day, Staples Associates help every kind of small business create bold signs to make big impressions. And now get $10 off custom signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. This is your sign. So print it big at Staples. Ends 10-1. Visit staplesconnect.com slash thisisyoursign for details.